0: All right, let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. Y'all keep praying, there's only about seven more verses in this chapter, so... (laughs) All right. I appreciate, you know, it's, it's really, it's a privilege, you know, I mean, I... Laura said she wasn't worthy. I'm not worthy either. Hey, none of us worthy. No. But boy, I'm glad that, that he, he gave grace one day. I'm thankful for that. Thankful for that. So, but uh, I'm going to read uh, verses 11 through 13 this morning, and we'll kind of go from there. It says, o, o ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you, our heart is enlarged. You are not straightened in us, but ye are straightened in your own bowels. Now for a recompense in the same, I speak as unto my children, be ye also enlarged. You know, and Paul has told us in all these verses prior here in, in chapter 6, all the things that he went through as part, and this isn't an all-inclusive list, needless to say, but we've been talking about it, and he's he's tried to help us understand all these things, his effort that he put forth for people to get a hold of the gospel, I mean, to understand. And... I think here, you know, he tells us here in these verses how he loved these people. I mean, really, I mean, we see here his love. He's really, and and he's really put it on paper, the love that he had for the Corinthian believers here. And, you know, I think we see the love of Christ exemplified in Paul here. And I don't think, I know. I mean, because that's what was driving him was the love, his love for Christ and the love of Christ that was in him is what drove him. And I dare say that's what drives us. I mean, you know, when we're doing anything for the Lord, that's because we love him. I mean, that's what drives us. So his desire, you know, was for these believers to to truly get a hold of what was available to them. And I thought, you know, <laughs> what is wrong with me? How come I don't have more? Of a desire to want to get a hold even more of what 's available to me, you know i mean and'm and i 'm and I'm working on it you know and, and and I think back you know how when I first got saved i didn 't have a clue and i 've told you all that before, but you know as we grow in this thing and as're as we as we 're taught and as we sit under the preaching and, and we and we spend time in his word, we come to realize that he wants us to grow and he wants he of want, all these things that are available to us, you know, and all we 've got to do is just Go to him and seek him out. I mean, it's it's almost <laughs> I mean, where else are you gonna get a deal like that? <laughs> it doesn't cost anything, you know, I mean, everything costs today, you know, but to get what God has for us, it cost him a lot, but it doesn't cost us a thing other than just the fact that we have a desire to want to, to want to get that. so he wanted he wanted these folks to really to truly grow in their relationship with Christ. you know, and you I think too. You think how he talks about how he tells us his love, you know, for, for the believers and for the brethren. I mean, he says it over and over, not just in here, but throughout all the books that he wrote. And, you know, I think that he wanted to see the love for Christ and the love that he was extending to them. He wanted to see that exemplified and kind of displayed in their lives. He wanted to kind of see that love. I don't think he was jealous, but I think he probably did want to see some of that love come back to him, towards him. I mean, he was giving all this out. He was hoping that he was going to be able to see some of that kind of reciprocated, if you want to look at it that way. Not, not just for him, but for Christ. And, um, you know, I, I think he wanted them to be excited. I think he wanted to, to be stirred up about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's what, he, that's what he's telling them here. And, you know, they were, they were saved, but he wanted them to experience, and here's the thing that, that got me as I studied this, he wanted them to experience the larger life. I mean you know there's a, there's a whole lot more to just being saved. I mean it, being saved is great, okay? I mean that's the most important thing. I mean that's the starting point, but there's so much more once we come to accept Christ. I mean there's just so much more. I mean there's as much there's as much as we want. I mean there really is. There's as much as we want. And he's never going to hold back anything that's going to help us grow closer to him. I mean, it's just, a, to me, that's just a phenomenal thought, you know, and that's just one of those things that, like a lot of some things in the Bible, you can just kind of sit and wonder on and think on, and you'll never wonder on it and think on it enough probably, you know. And But I think the, I think the passion, I think there's a driver there. Don't you? I mean, and I think that driver is, is love for our Lord and Savior. I mean, the more I love him, the more passion, the more excited I'm going to get about wanting to do service for him. Yeah, I mean. He told that Corinthians 15, for you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Okay, where am I at? <laughs> this is good. This is good. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, this is good. Um so they were saved, but he wanted them to experience the larger life, you know. And, and the same is true for us today. I mean, and, and that's like I said, this is the thing that I'm just going to, I just couldn't get away from, is it's the same for us. God's desire for us is to live a larger life, you know. And you think, you know, we so much, and I don't mean this bad, but you know, we're always, I feel like sometimes we come to church, we hear the, we, the teaching and the preaching, and we're looking forward to going. Okay, no doubt. Just like we sang the song this morning. I mean, we're look. I'm looking forward to going. Okay, like I said last week. I, and I know I'm going. Okay, one of these days. I don't know when. But you know what? He's got something for us right now. A whole lot for us right now. You know, he he wants us to have something right now. He wants us to be useful. And but he wants to he wants to he wants to give us things of him right now. Not we don't have to wait till we get to heaven. Okay, he's going to give us a whole lot more stuff that we can't even imagine once we get over there. But I mean, He wants to give us now, so that we can help folks understand that they need Christ. I mean, that's what it's the whole thing. Sure. <laughs> all things. Another verse comes to mind. He given us all things richly to enjoy. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I know it's hard. I, I mean, you know, we've all been, and some of us are going through hard times right now. Okay. And I, I know, but I'm not going to stand up here and tell you, hey, you get saved and it's all, it's a bed of roses after that. That'd be a flat out lie. Okay. That's not true. But he's always there. There was a, I was listening to a Gold City song yesterday going home, and <laughs> if I can get it right, he said he's. He's in time, on time, every time. And I thought, man, I like it. I mean, that's an old song, but man, I like that song. He, I mean, for for me, that's what the, that's what he said in the verse. He's in time, on time, every time for me. You know what? He does that for all of us. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. So, um, so he wants us to live a larger life now, and that's what I. And that's, those are the three. I under, underlined those three words: a larger life now in Him. Not in me, not because people can see me, they ain't got nothing to do with me. For him, that's what it's about. And Paul uses this word, where's it at? I know it's here. He says in verse 11, he said, our heart is enlarged. And then he goes on and he says, and then the last thing he says in verse 13, be ye also enlarged. And I thought about that, you know, and, and the, the word enlarge, I mean, no big deal, right? It means, of course, to increase or to grow. Okay, but it also means some other things. It means to give liberty, to set free, and to magnify. You know, and Paul was saying, he was telling them, he said, look, our hearts are wide open to loving you and giving the love of Christ to you, openly desiring the gospel to change their lives. I dare say that's why Pastor Tom, Pastor Josh, Pastor Greg preached the word. I mean, they preached the word because they were called, Okay but they preach to us because they want us to grow. They want us to, to experience the real life that Christ has for us. That's part of it. I mean, they want to see people get saved. Don't get me wrong. But for those of us that are saved, they want us to grow. And... Um, I don't know. Maybe this didn't do anything for y'all, but I I, I like it. So so uh, the love of Christ, the gospel of Christ. I mean, that that's what I, that's the order. Like we already said, the love of Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was magnified in Paul. I mean it. I mean that man. To think, one of these days we'll get to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, and he was a man just like us. I mean, he walked on this earth just like us. And you say, well, that was 2,000 years ago or however long ago. I mean, he dealt with the same kind of stuff that we deal with today. Okay? And probably, his was probably a whole lot more intense, I dare say. A whole lot more intense. But, so he had full, you know, the Holy Spirit had full and free liberty in Paul. I mean, I think that goes without saying. So, God wants to enlarge his word and his gospel in us, okay? But, we need to desire for him to do that. Okay? It doesn't just happen. Okay? This isn't some kind of like scientific, science project, you know, I can remember, for whatever reason the word osmosis popped into my mind, but, you know, it doesn't just kind of like, you know, you don't just kind of sit at the house, or sit at work, or sit here in church, and it doesn't just kind of like, float in. You know what I mean? You got to you got to give a little something, a little bit of effort. And um, we got to spend time in his word so he can do this. And, and there's some things, some, some places in the Bible, I would just kind of want to call up some verses where we see this word enlarged used and, and how God, you know, God doesn't, he's not a respecter of persons. He doesn't care. I mean, I'm far from perfect. the world, he called me do this I have no idea but I know he did okay and I mean I know he saved me one day why, why he felt you know what I mean because there ain't nothing in me and there's nothing in us but he loves us and he desires for us to grow in our relationship with him I know y'all get tired of hearing me say that but I tell you what I'll never get over it <laughs> never get over it that he wants us to grow closer to him I'm sorry. Somebody go say something? I mean, I'm telling you, being cold, when we get cold in our relationship with the Lord, that's not a good place to be. And, and I'm not lecturing, because I'm just telling you from personal experience, that's not a good place to be. And uh, it, it's just not. And it's not someplace that you want to stay, because I've been there, and... Ain't nobody more miserable than yourself and the people that are close to you, because it it spills over on them too. I'm telling you. So, but anyway, I don't know how I got off on that's that's wasn't in my notes, but it all kind of ties in together. We got to have a desire. We got to want Him to. We got to want Him in our life. You know, I mean, you can say, "Well, I'm saved. That's great." But if that's all you love Him for, I don't know. You you and Him can figure that one out. So. <laughs> unbelief. That's right. He's not an intruder, he's a gentleman. That's right. We invite him in, we give him free reign, he'll take it, but he'll not do any more than we allow him to That's right. Back in, let me find it here, First Kings, let me flip back here, i got a couple spots I want to look at. First Kings chapter 4, it's the first place. First Kings chapter 4, verse 29. And I, I got back here because I was looking at this word in large, and you know, some different places it's used. But I thought about how that, you know, it starts, it starts right here, right here in our heart. That's where it starts. I mean, if we don't, if we don't have time for him, space for him in our heart, then he can't grow us. I mean, he can't. Okay. now we can get by, you know, and one of these days we'll, you know, if we're saved, we'll get to heaven. But, man, that road getting there may be, may be, I don't know about you all, but I don't want it to just be pure endurance. I know I've got to endure, but, you know, I'd like to have some joy along the way. You know? And he'll give us that along the way. You know? He's not going to just beat us down all the time. I mean, he, there's, there's places of joy and happiness he wants to give to us as well. So. But in 1 Corinthians, or 1, Corinthians, 1 Kings 4, verse 29, and listen to what it says here. and says, And God gave Solomon wisdom and wisdom, And understanding, and listen, exceeding much, and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore, and and that's why I say it starts in our heart. I mean, we got to we got to have a desire for God to 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 speak to us and and to 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 look into His Word and to allow Him to move in us. And this is what He goes on and says. His largest gave Him largeness of heart, and He goes on and says, "And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the east country." in all the wisdom of Egypt, and listen to this, for he was wiser than all men. Let me tell you something. I'm not talking about book smarts, okay? For those of us that are wise in God's word, we're wiser than a lot of men today, okay? A lot, men and women. I mean, that's that's, that's broad category. But but my point is, God gave that to Solomon because why? Well, I believe part of it was because of his his father but then again at the same time solomon was seeking the lord i believe at this point in his life now things may have changed for him along the way but we're not going there so but the the key is the bible says that solomon possessed more wisdom and more knowledge than any man you know god will give us as much from him as we can handle I'm talking about good. I'm talking about good you know, good quality things. Now, you know, the, the other parts, the, the trials and tribulations, that comes too, but he wants us to grow in him. That's, that's what he wants to give to us. Um, 2 Samuel chapter 22. Let me back up here. 2 Samuel 22 verse 37 says this, and this is David speaking. And he said this, he said, Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, so that my feet did not slip. Man, I've I really, I, I read that verse over and over and over again. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, so that my feet did not slip. You know, David, was he gives God praise and thanksgiving in chapter 22. I mean, that's a lot of what we see here if you go back and read that. But, you know, for all the things that God had done for him at that point in his life. But David knew that God had protected him, that he guided him. I mean, that's why he told, him. that's why he said he's in, he had enlarged his steps and his presence in his life. And then, this is familiar verse, but 1 Chronicles chapter uh, 4. I thought this, I thought about when we started our building campaign, I think it's when maybe this verse, we first started talking about this verse. 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10. This is the Jabez prayer, at least maybe maybe my time's off, but and, and it says here, 1 Chronicles 4.10 And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. You know, number one, Jabez went to God and asked him. That's where it starts. I mean, I'm not saying we go to him and ask for frivolous things, but when we go to him and we ask for him to help us, for him to help us grow with him, to grow in the service for him, to do things for him, to live for him, he's not going to ignore us. I mean, he's going he's to help us. And he requested God to move in his life. I dare say, if we request God to move in our life, he's not going to ignore us. He's going to move in our life. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to move in five minutes Okay, but it means he's going to, we have confidence he's going to move if we ask him to. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, okay, then from that point forward, everything's going to be great. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if we ask him, to me, the most important thing is we're going to feel his presence. And that's the most important thing that we can have is, is, is feeling his presence with us, being with us. So, you know, we have to want God to move and grow us. That's what it comes down to. We've got to want him to do that. I have to want him to move me and grow me. Okay? If I don't want it, then it's not going to happen. It's that simple. But that's not what God wants. He wants me to grow. Okay? It doesn't matter what age I am or where I'm at. He wants me to continue to grow in his, in his way. So, so what keeps me and us from wanting more of what God has for us? Because sometimes we get in those places, do we not? I mean, we get in those places where we're just really not looking. I think maybe y'all don't get there. I love you, but maybe not. But um, but look at verse twelve in Second Corinthians, because this is Paul addresses this. If we flip back over there, I've got to find my place again. Let me get back here, back where we started at in, in in chapter six. But listen to what he said in verse eleven. He said. O ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you, our heart is enlarged. And look at what he says in verse 12. Ye are not straightened in us, but ye are straightened in your own bowels. So, he says that the Corinthian believers were straightened in themselves. What's that mean? It means they weren't, they weren't, they were, well, let me just tell you this. I, here's my thought. I think there's a couple things maybe that were going on, okay? I think there may have been a, a large group of them, okay, they saw the trouble and all the hardships that Paul was going through and all the stuff that he was enduring for the gospel. I think they just kind of wanted to keep a low profile, okay? I'm not talking bad about them, but I mean, I, I think we maybe we kind of see some of that in today's world that we live in. I mean, maybe they were saying, well, you know what? I'm saved. I'm good. I'll just kind of lay low and I'll let some of the other folks kind of deal with the the, the backlash and the and everything that's going on, okay? That's that's just my thought, maybe. I'll just keep quiet. I won't say much. You know, I'm saved. I'm good. The other thing is, I think there was a, probably a large group that they weren't growing. They just weren't growing. And Paul knew that. I mean, you know, Paul wasn't. <laughs> Paul knew these folks, okay? He came to them. He preached to them. He taught them. He spent time with them. He knew. He knew what was driving them. And he knew what they were. And he knew what they weren't. God knows me better than I know myself. Yeah. I mean, and so I think some of them didn't have that desire to grow. So this word straightened or straight, you know it means it means constricted, it means restrained or it means restricted. I mean, that's why he's using it. It means it also means narrow. You think about how in Matthew 7:13 it says that's the verse it says Uh, Jesus said, speaks of the straight gate to heaven. Okay, it's a narrow way, right? It's a narrow way. And that's in the positive, okay? But as believers, we in ourselves, I believe we restrict our spiritual growth sometimes, okay? Now, I I should say we can, probably what I should say. You know, we can restrict our spiritual growth. Um, You know, that's not God's desire or purpose for us. He wants us to grow. I think I already probably said that. But you know, if we or I, if we become lax, disinterested, and that yeah, I'm gonna write this, I wrote this down, so I'm gonna say it, lazy, unconcerned. I'm limiting, we're limiting or restraining the Holy Spirit to grow in us. And that's what Paul's talking about there. I mean, I, I truly believe that. He's talking about you know, you're not you're not opening up, you're not reciprocating what. You know what you've been taught. You're not. You're not sharing what you've been taught. You're not living what you've been taught. And um, I mean, that's not what God wants out of us. He didn't save me to be a secret service Christian. Okay. He saved me to to be a witness for him. To do something for him. To be a witness for him. So. Right. Yep. And, and I you know, I, I, I'm thankful for, you know, and I'm not trying to swallow their heads up, but I'm thankful for the men that we have here that preach God's word for us because they don't, when they preach, they preach the book, but they also preach at times to try to stretch us a little bit to help us understand that, that we are to grow in this thing, that we're not to just kind of like stagnate and, and you know, float on the pond, so to speak you know, because, you know, you float on the pond and there's green stuff starts growing, you know, it's not very good, you know, kind of like when you don't wash your car for a long time, you know, I <laughs> get black stuff and green stuff, I mean, that's probably not stuff you want on you, you know, building up on you, so, but anyway, I don't know where that came from, I'm sorry, probably time for me to sell. <laughs> anyway, um, but I mean, seriously, I mean, he, when I read these verses, I thought, you know, he's begging these folks, He's pleading with them to grow. He's pleading with them to get a hold of what I've given to you. Get a hold of it. And, uh, you know, he, Paul makes it clear well, I'm sorry. So these things, you know, if we're if we're limiting or restraining, I mean, we're stuck. That's really where we are. We're stuck. Because we're not going to grow on our own. If we're thinking that we're going to do anything or we're just doing okay, if we're not Looking to God to help us, we're not doing okay. Okay, I'll just put it that way. So, he, Paul makes it clear that the preaching and the teaching of the gospel does not put believers in a strait. Okay, that's the thing. I want I want to make sure we understand that Paul's not saying that that's what put them in a strait. What put them in the strait was their own decision to be there. Was their own decision not to listen, not to react, not to respond. So, you know. Um, the gospel's got the power to enlarge the believer, to grow us. It's just a matter of do we want it or not? And, you know, God wants to, he's got a life that he wants us to experience that only he can give to us. And, you know, wouldn't it, I thought, wouldn't it be sad if I miss out on something that he wanted to give me while I'm alive? I mean, how sad that would be to get to heaven... And we're standing there, and I'm standing there, and he's judging me. And he says, here, let me show you all the things that you could have had and you could have done for me, but you thought you were too busy or you thought there was other things more important. I don't know about you all, but I, that's not a pleasant thought for me at all. But, uh, yeah, that's... It bothers it bothers me. Yeah, it didn't used to bother me till we taught till we till we spent time teaching on the the judgment. I mean, you know, and when you start, I mean, I think that's the thing is, is I think Gail said it. You know, folks get a folks get a a tunnel vision. Well, I think the thing is, if we're not in God's Word, there's a lot of things that we're not gonna we're not gonna pick up one, and we're not gonna we're not gonna it's not gonna correlate with us. It's not gonna resonate with us therefore it's not going to become part of our life and we're going to we're going to miss it i mean you know <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> yep. right that's right yeah And there's plenty of stuff, you know, I mean, there's plenty of stuff that will help us lose our concentration real fast if we let it. And we don't really have to do much for it to happen. I mean, I. Uh, but, you know, I thought about how God's got this this wonderful wife. And I'm not saying he's not giving it to us. I mean, he is. He saved us. He's given it to us. But he's got more. I mean, wasn't it, wasn't it Brother Brandon that preached on that? There's so much more. You know, and, and, you know, but I thought about, and I'm going to share this, and we're all my dumb, but there's a fellow I used to work with, worked with him for years, and, and uh, at work, we would always, I would come up to him, and I'd say, well, how's it going today? And he'd say, living the dream, baby. <laughs> that was his say. I mean, he was, he was a good old fellow, and, and a good, good friend, and, and uh, I just thought, you know what? God wants us to live the dream. Okay, I mean, I'm not talking about when we get to heaven, I'm talking about right now. He's, he's got it laid out. He wants us to live the life that only he can give us. I mean, so Christ tells us himself, okay, this is in John 10.10. 10. I mean, to me, this is what it all comes down to is, is you know, he wants to enlarge. Kind of got off the, that track of, of that word, but that's what it all comes back to is is us having that desire for him to grow us. And um, let's see, let me find it here. John 10.10 10 says this. This is what Jesus said. So the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and what? And that they might have it more abundantly. That's, I mean, that's what he wants for us. But just like Tom said, he's not going to force it on us. If we don't want it, if we want to lollygag around and, and, and bounce, ride the rough road all the way till we get to heaven... I mean, he'll let us if that's what we choose to do. But that's not what he wants for us. And Ephesians chapter 3, share this one, I'm almost done. Verses 17 through 19 says this that Christ may dwell in your hearts, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and here's the thing and to know the love of christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of god i mean paul's saying right there hey i want you to get filled up with everything i have to give you but it's up to you and it's up to me whether we want to whether we want to pursue it or not so God's desires for us to have this abundant life in Him by studying and living His Word, He wants us to be filled of Him, of His Spirit, and that's what, that's what He's talking about. And here's the but here's the last thing I'm going to say, and, I, and I, I mentioned it earlier, for us to be enlarged in Christ, to allow God's Word to change us. But here's the thing, in this life, now, allow Him to allow it to change us now, so that we can live for Him now and be of use to Him now. I'm going to quit there.